the jail, Austin? It was a very condescending question. It's rather hard to graduate from law school without having heard of J.L. Austin. Was I a Christian? God knows. Explain why liberals hate everyone. Huh? Over the first course, a delicate, chilled soup of pureed apple and watercress, my host started gnawing at me from the other side. What year had I graduated from law school? 1975? Ah, yes. He was teaching at Yale back then, and never did he encounter a worse group of students. The affirmative action students were not just badly prepared. They really didn't have the ability, you know? He used to read The Nation. When did I start writing columns for them? 1997. Ah, well then. No wonder he hadn't read me. That was the year he canceled his subscription. More potage? The main course was veal, pale and pink as a baby's bottom. J.B. likes his meat, laughed his champagne-suited, champagne-colored wife. J.B. himself was all glistening knives as he slashed into the innocent flesh. He was a tall, hardy man, very much the gruff colonial administrator, straight-talking and speed-talking right on past the stop signs of ordinary conversational exchange. He was full of plans for the world. He knew just what was what. Head Start was a complete waste of tax dollars. Affirmative action was corrupt. If civil rights activists were so keen on integrating, they'd stop trying to glad-hand their way into jobs they weren't qualified for and go back to the ghetto where the real problems were. Genes were everything. You either had it or you didn't. Environmentalists were fanatics. Young black men who had children out of wedlock should be put in jail. When he learned that I had adopted my son as a single parent, he opined that women who raised children without a husband were engaged in child abuse. Anti-hate speech advocates were the real haters. Two years later, I am still coming up with snappy answers for that evening, witty retorts, little barbs that would have made me seem above it all, as dry-humored as a stiff martini, cynical even, please God less earnest. At the dinner, however, I was hopelessly earnest. I cited statistics, studies, books, until J.B. cut me off as being elitist and out of touch. After that, I sat tongue-tied and sweaty, feeling even more powerless than he assumed I was. I could feel a deep roiling in my gene pool, a gurgling eddy in the mitochondrial stream I share with grandfather orangutan. I could feel the ancestral monkey blood grow red-hot and unkind, plotting sad little scenarios of revenge. I wanted to walk out, but didn't have the courage to. It would be so rude, until after dessert was served whereupon I turned down coffee and excused myself. Take that. This is who I am, a soft-spoken,
fifty-something mush of a minority. Deferential but strong. Really, I am. I confess to a tendency to collapse under rightish pressure. But I try to compensate by writing brave, leftish articles for the nation under the Joan of Arc byline, Diary of a Mad Law Professor. I teach courses in contracts, consumer protection, history of civil rights, theories of equality, and general issues of law and public policy. My hair is so unruly that new students get mesmerized by it before they finally manage to wrestle themselves back down to eye contact with me. I am an anxious mother, a worrier by habit, and therefore a pretty decent lawyer. My skin is a soft, custardy, mustardy brown, with lots of freckles and imperfections.